Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. of how much Trump owes to who. So he he owed like $90 million because of calling that one woman a crazy old bat that he allegedly, I guess he was found liable. Uh, But anyway, that he touched in a changing room in New York many, many, many years ago. So that's like $80, $90 million? Is that something like that? Does he get to appeal that one or is that one over? Mm -hmm. Or has he already appealed it? And yeah, then, he gets to appeal. And does he have to pay it first? I said, I don't know rules on these things. And then he got the one on Friday where he owes like $350 million. And then there's like another $100 million in interest that he owes. And when does he owe it? And does he have the money? Here's Trump's lawyer on uh, one of your Fox shows yesterday. Does he really have 30 days to pay this fine? And if so, there are some reports that he will sell off almost all, if not all, of his New York assets. What can you tell us about that? No, I mean, I would never get into anything privileged, but I can tell you what the rules are. And within 30 days, even if we choose to appeal this, which we will, we have to post the bond, which is the full amount and some. um, And uh, we will be prepared to do that. So, but how much is the bond? Well, it dep- so it's you're, you have to break it up. So there were obviously individual defendants that got fined. There was the company that got fined. But you're looking at roughly, let's call it close to $400 million for something that he did nothing wrong. So that's Trump's lawyer saying that he has to pay the $400 million before he can appeal? No, I, I think she's intentionally uh, over-dramatizing it to make the stakes seem really, really high. You have to sign a bond. It's it's like a bail bond almost. You have to 
uh, prove that you have the assets to pay it. You have to pay a certain percent of it. You have to have perhaps even an insurance company say, yeah, if he flakes on it, we will pay the full amount. But that's why it's a bond. First of all, I don't like the word disgorgement. That's what this money actually is. It's not a fine or a fee. It's it's a disgorgement. The state is taking money from you that they don't think you should have had. And that is the, t- the term in the law is disgorgement. I just find it an unpalatable word. I'll move on from that. Uh, when a party must surrender profits acquired from blah, blah, blah. In addition to the roughly $98 million in prejudgment interest, which will continue to accrue interest until it's paid, both of Trump's sons were ordered to pay $4 million. Uh, so according to this, he has to pay the penalty part, which is almost $100 million part. Yeah, I wanna, I'm checking myself because I don't want to miss it in form you because it's interesting and that's not a minor amount of money hundred million dollars oh no no not at all even if you're donald trump now his lawyer did she say it there she goes on to say in some clip i heard that he has a tremendous amount of cash on hand he's not going to have to sell his trump hotel or anything like that nobody really knows how much donald trump is worth and i'm sure he's worked pretty hard in his life to make sure it's difficult to know how much he's worth in case anybody's ever coming after him (laughs) you know and as you've seen, lots of people come after him. Um, so he either easily could pay this amount of money if he had to, or it would be very difficult and he'd have to sell some of his prized possessions, like golf course or building or something like that. I have no idea. Well, it's a hell of a blow either way. Right. The biggest part you being whether where... he, has to, he can do business anymore. If they tell him he can't right. do business in New York anymore, that's huge. I think he's like suspended for two years or something like that. It's a long time when it's you're 80 years, years old. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, my God, that's right. He's pushing 80. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did you see where the governor of the state, Kathy Hochul, said to other real estate developers, don't worry, we won't be coming after you. Meaning they're not going to do an audit of everybody else's giant loans to make sure all of their valuations of their own properties were not uh, exaggerated. Uh, don't worry, we're not going to do this in general. We were just doing it to Trump. We only do it if we think you're the new Hitler and might get elected president. Which brings me to... I think that's a pretty honest translation of what she said. Yeah, absolutely true. Which brings me to my ultimate point, and I actually don't know the answer to this one. I think I do, but I'm not sure. Uh, Bill Maher saying some point in the last couple of days that, hey, media, Trump is not Hitler. Quit treating him like he's Hitler. I'm not exactly sure what it, what is motivation was in saying that but i noticed i was watching the sunday shows the sunday talk shows and most of you don't i don't know how important they are in the modern world but i do think all your major players in government and policy do watch a lot of the sunday shows face a nation meet the press abc this week that sort of stuff and i took in most of them this past sunday and there was not ow a sentence in support of Donald Trump's candidacy. And I thought, that's pretty interesting from a media standpoint, isn't it? That the guy that's currently in the lead by quite a bit to get elected mm-hmm. president of the United States, you're not just ignoring a fringe candidate or somebody without a shot. They have people with no shot on all the time and give them a 15-minute interview. And I often wonder, 
All right, why are you talking to this person for 15 minutes who has no chance of winning a delegate, let alone becoming president? But the guy that's currently in the lead, if he had the election today, guaranteed he would win. Not one sentence on any show. You don't have a single guest saying something positive about Donald Trump. Not repre- You're not representing the thoughts of the majority of Americans. That's just kind of weird from a journalistic standpoint, isn't it? Uh, well, it's a decision they've made clearly that they're not even going to go for that half of America. Or that, but you don't uh, it's even, more like a third. But you, but, but, but you don't even have, you're covering the presidential race. The person that's currently in the lead by quite a bit, you're not sure. going to have you're not going to have one person, even a person that gets, you know, pounced upon by the other four guests. You don't even have one person representing that point of view. That seems really odd. If I dropped in from another planet, I'd think, you know, I've read the polls. There's a guy that's way ahead. Why is he ahead? Or why shouldn't he be ahead? You you don't have anything about this guy on there. That's weird. It's not. Uh, it's not the least bit weird. They're partisan media. It's. It's like back to the old days. There's no. That's what they are. There's no mechanism for us to. I'm not even sure. I, I don't even think I've seen it on Fox News Sunday. How often do you see on Fox News even anybody representing? Why Donald Trump should be president? I don't very often. Maybe I'm not watching the right shows. I mean, on Hannity, you probably do, but like on the news programs, I don't see that. Mm, They might soft pedal the negative stuff more on Fox and Friends, but I don't see a flat out, and that's why Donald Trump should be president. uh, I know on Brett Baer's show they do on the panel. They'll have folks who are uh, absolutely Trump supporters. Um, You know, that's an interesting question. I'd have to watch the shows and look for it. I'm surprised that that there isn't some mechanism mechanism for just public demand to have some representation of the guy that's going to win. It's going to be kind of shocking for half the country if Donald Trump wins and they've never heard a word about it. Clear yeah, well that's, well, that's what happened in 2016. So it's about to happen again, I think. Yeah, the people never, have demanded it. Yeah, you could. It was wrong in 2016, but he never led in the polls. Right. Yeah, but uh, so people demanded it, and the, the all the media outlets you're thinking about have said, no, thank you, we're not going to give you that, so they've gone elsewhere. There are plenty of uh, conservative media outlets that are giving them that. What an odd moment in time. To I, Again, I, you're going to get Trump elected. How do you not understand that? That the takeaway... By ignoring him or, or just only attacking him? By ignoring yeah. him or only attacking him both. How do you not understand that anybody who's kind of wobbler on Trump, the tr- Trump diehards are going to vote for him no matter what. But if you're kind of a wobbler, you're at screw you people. Screw you people and the acting like my point of view doesn't exist. Screw you. Well, that's the problem with considering yourself morally superior to everyone else. It, it, it tends to blind you to what you ought to be doing. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'll have to dig you, into You what, end up destroying yourself in a Shakespearean tragic way. I'll have to look into what Bill Maher meant. I, I think that might be what he meant. Treating Trump persona non grata is going to get him elected, you Trump-hating morons. This, I'm not a seems, fan of Hitler. And it seems so obvious to me. I don't understand why it's not obvious to them. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's funny. I don't think much about the media and their coverage of of Trump at this point. It's just it's so I'm I'm used to it. I mean, we're we're practically a decade in. Um that now the court thing. It'd be like covering the, the NFL all year. are getting a lot of attention. It'd be like covering the NFL all year long and never mentioning whether the Chiefs have a chance to win. What? Well, mm-hmm. Politics is not sports. Aren't there enough people? It's very oh, different. Here's here. I got it for you. You're you're actually. Did are you the one that tweeted this house yesterday, or was it? I Hanson? may have been. I tweet out all sorts of crap. This is from Nate Silver, who, if anything, is a left leaning oh, yeah. guy, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's one of the most respected pollsters in America. You don't demonstrate your seriousness that Trump is an existential threat to democracy by going through the motions to renominate an 81-year-old with a 38% approval rating who 75% of voters think is too old without giving anyone else a choice because that's how things are done. So it's <laughs> right. a similar version of the same argument. I would think that this serious political people on all these serious political shows would recognize that like he does. But I guess they don't. No, in and I, I try to hammer this adequately. I will continue to hammer it. The inability to separate oneself or unwillingness to separate oneself from the herd and say that which you know plainly to be true, but you haven't gotten the okay to say it yet, is rampant in that culture. They're, they are terrified of of showing their their head above the crowd or questioning the conventional wisdom because being with the team is how you get power and influence and if you stand up and say hey the team is doing something completely wrong right now i know it's going to be incredibly disruptive and we'll probably lose if we get rid of biden but we must get rid of biden i'm surprised you are you are so stepping outside of the the mainstream yeah well it's got to be the case but uh, i'm surprised a george stephanopoulos for instance who's dedicated his life to studying this sort of thing and understand how the world works wouldn't more often say by the way trump's gonna win i mean if the election's held today and unless there's a disruption in the direction things are going trump's gonna win but he doesn't ever say that yeah well, I'd have to ask George himself, but I, I think I've already answered it. Um, you would think he would have the standing, if he believed right. that, yeah. to go ahead and step outside the you crowd. But, although, the you know, time to reread Mark Leibovich's brilliant book, This Town. Um, that's the last thing anybody wants to do. That is the one thing you cannot do if you are bathed in the power and influence and money of the Beltway uh, machine. The one thing you must not do is, is you know, is uh, cause waves, make waves. Anyway, uh, here's the one thing you must do as a homeowner with all the scumbags and bums and junkies running around. Let's call our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. It's an advanced system that protects every inch of your home and backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for fast emergency response. Now, it is expensive. Wait yeah, a minute. No, it is. Of course, it, if you're going to get the best, you expect to pay more. That's fine. Wait a second. It's about a dollar a day for all this? It's less than a dollar a day. It's half the price of those old systems. That's amazing. And if you, uh, you can set it up yourself, by the way, without any special tools or know-how, but if you don't want to do it, no problem. You can get one of their expert technicians to come out and install it for you. HD cameras for indoors and outdoors, advanced motion sensors, entry sensors to protect doors, windows, and rooms, collection of hazard sensors that detect fire, flooding, and more. You're saying to yourself, I'm not worried about fire and flooding. That's fine. You customize the system for yourself and your concerns. 
Plus, with the 60-day risk-free trial, if you don't love it, just return it for a full refund. They'll even cover shipping. Order now to get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. The Houthis are still attacking ships in the Red Sea. You can say don't all you don't. want. Don't. But uh, hasn't worked yet. That, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just think it's better to deal head on with what's an apparent issue to people. I mean, we're just we're just talking here. And Mary Trump tweeting, not only is Stewart's both sides are the same rhetoric not funny, it's a potential disaster for democracy. It's one f- show! It was just one f- show! It was 20 minutes! I did 20 minutes of one f- show! <laughs> But I guess as the famous saying goes, democracy dies in discussion. Good one. That was good. And, well, there, the Rolling Stone had a big story on this last week after Jon Stewart's first show back of does modern politics work for the Jon Stewart show the way it used to? And it may not. Just nobody's interested in any joke that includes their side ever. Oh, yeah, that may be. It's also possible that he should just insulate a he, I. I'll talk about me. We should insulate ourselves from any input Mm. because the fringe input is the loudest input. And I don't care if you're putting together a a group of songs, an album, you're trying to write a play, a movie, a radio show, a TV show, whatever. If, If the fringiest 
potential fans of what you do are bellowing their opinion at you as you're creating it, that's not good. What if you're a restaurant and you make chicken and everybody hates your chicken? I'm not listening to criticism. I'm going to keep making crappy chicken. Well, that's uh, ignoring my brilliant point. Um, nobody likes uh, crappy chicken, but it's uh, what you're listening to instead is people who eat chicken for every meal three times a day and people who are anti-chicken activists who want to firebomb chicken farms. <laughs> that's who you're listening to. Anti-chicken activists. Boy, you, you people stay away from me. Um, oh, yeah. Anti-chickenists are not to be fooled around with. Hey, we got this text on a conversation we had yesterday. I had noticed the shorts getting shorter for men. In the college town I live in, Joe mentioned yesterday, now grown men on the golf course, like adults, full-on adults. Damned booty shorts. What's the oldest gentleman you've seen wearing shorts that, like, haven't been seen since the 80s? Well, not not very old. 40, though? For the longest time, 11-inch inseams were the thing. I mean, those are like the long shorts. They're practically board shorts. They're like to the top of the knee, definitely. Um, but now know. it's like between 7 and 10-inch. And a 7-inch inseam is like only in San Francisco uh, at one of those leather festivals would you see men, grown men, wearing shorts that short. Why? And now young studs are wearing them on the golf course. Were you a tailor briefly? I don't know inseam lengths. I don't know, but no, no. So you don't seven, wear shorts. Seven's short. That's what the. That's what short shorts are. Seven. Uh, uh, yes, yes. That's that's a short short for a male. We yes. got this text. Uh, I was just at the golf course yesterday. Skies out, thighs out. <laughs> well played, my friend. But you're not going to well go played. there. You're not going to. You're not going to change. You're not going to no. change with the times. No. No, 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 no. I believe I believe the first time you and I ever played golf together, you were wearing short shorts because that's what the style was at the time. Short shorts. I'd like to st- I'd like to see some documentary evidence of that. They may have been shorter than they were like in the two thousands. Yeah, but they were never like seven inch shorts. What were you doing looking at my thighs and? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I ain't putting on the old uh, junk squeezing shorts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is this the same story? I've seen a couple places today the Supreme Court's going to take up the question of how far cities can go to clear out homeless camps. Is this the same thing announced the other day? Why am I seeing you in the news today? Is this another different one? I don't understand. I do not know the answer to that question. Anyway, I'm curious, though. I'm I'm hot hap- to trot for that. I'm, yeah, I'm happy the Supreme Court's going to be looking at it at least once, if not more times. Yeah, yeah. Also coming up, uh, the brunt of illegal immigration now heading to California as Texas tried to cut down on it. And the numbers and the scenes at the border are just astonishing. And the the, the locations these people are coming from are, are incredibly troubling. So that in a moment or two. But first, tech talk. Hey, I like it. Tech Talk with Joe Getty. Tech Talk, where we talk about tech. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you needed that sentence particularly, but I like it. So a handful of stories that have more or less to do with the uh, world of technology. Uh, This is uh, amazing to me. Uh, Where we cover women's volleyball. No, yeah, (laughs) that'd be odd. Um, As I've said many times, I think the greatest minds of our time are devoted to Figuring out how to keep us addicted to social media because mm. that's where the money is, and so that's where the clicks. minds are going. It's all about the clicks. This uh, this article is is crazy. It's about um, well, it it starts with a psychiatrist, this woman who got a gambling addiction, and she knew what was going on, and she, but she just couldn't stop it. She was familiar with human impulses and addiction. She knew better than most what she needed to do. Yet, she was up against an industry skilled in the art of leveraging data analytics and human behavior to keep customers betting. Gambling companies tracked the ups and downs of her betting behavior and gave bonus credits to keep her playing. VIP customer representatives offered encouragements and gifts. So she had a hot streak. She made a, mo- a bunch of money, then gambled it away. She's like half million dollars up and gambled it oh. away in a day. Oh my god! For some and, and, for some reason, I was contemplating this the other day. I have no idea why. The idea of my kids becoming gambling addicts—just you know, one of the many things I guess you go oh. through as a parent, trying to foresee all the possible problems you could have. But how awful that would be! Because you know, it happens where you like you know you've lost. You've lost your house, you've lost your car, you've lost your savings, you're splitting up your family, and you just keep gambling. What the hell is wrong with you? And think about how hard it would have been to become a gambling addict, you know, in our day. We're young. Almost impossible unless you lived in Vegas or Atlantic City. So this one gal uh, found a uh, a gambling thing online. The particulars of it aren't really important. Um, but soon after she started playing, a customer rep- representative sent an email introducing himself. These people are known as VIP hosts. Quote, 
I look forward to working with you and building a great relationship, wrote Jamil Cogdale in 22. Over four months, Fisher, that's the woman, said they exchanged dozens of emails and text messages. Uh, this guy wouldn't comment. Um... Let me skip ahead. With a real-time view of customers' gambling activity, VIP hosts keep in close touch. They can track when customers last used the app and offer credits and other incentives to persuade their most valuable gamblers, by definition, the biggest losers, to return. Well, right. Yeah, that 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 part is because the, the addiction is so weird. If it's not something you're addicted to, it doesn't make any sense at all why anybody would do it. But, like, Man, to me, because I'm not gambling, I don't have whatever the gene or the kink in my brain or whatever. It just to me is I look at those giant casinos in Vegas and think they didn't build those as a government project to make us be able to enjoy. They profit from all this. They come out ahead and you're not going to over time. So the end. And these companies actually offer up loans. Uh to, to gamblers wow. so, as well. So so is that basically just fishing for addicts? Essentially, one more stat for you that will blow your damn mind. So these gamblers are assigned VIP hosts based on how much they're wagering. And the personal attention pays off. Uh, blah, blah, blah. VIP sports bettors. VIP. <laughs> they gamble a lot. They lose a lot. Half a percent of the customer base at this one big site, half a percent, generated more than 70% of the company's revenue. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's a, With all your addictions, it's a small number of people who drink, who drink most of the beer and whiskey <laughs> and vodka. Um, and a small number of people who gamble that do a big chunk of the gambling. That's something, so they give out loans, so they're just fishing for people that do have the brain kink or whatever the hell it is that causes mm-hmm. you to be a gambling addict, hope, hoping to find one, because there's so yeah. much money to be made on. The VIP, I, again, I to me, because I don't have the addiction, it's just, they're making the most money off of you. Yeah. That's yeah. why they're giving you stuff, because they, they make more money off of you. You're not making money off of them, they're making money off of you. But you can't stop. Right. And, but the insidious part is, I mean, uh, I, I used to drink a fair amount of uh, Tanqueray and tonics. Now, too too much sugar in the tonic. And that's I'm a trying gin? to go lower calorie. That is a, a gin. Tanqueray is a London dry gin and uh, quite a delicious one. I only, know that. I only know that from the uh, Snoop Dogg song, Dr. Dre song, Gin and Juice. Mm, that's uh, If that song were a person, it has been voting for what? You'd know better than me. Geez, I don't know, 30-some... Well, how long has been voting on them? But that song's like 30-some years old, yeah. Yeah, isn't that scary? But my son knows it. Later on that day... It's a classic! My buddy Dr. Dre came by with a handle of (laughs) Tangeray. That's why I know what Tangeray is. Mm, Anyway. But can you imagine if the Tangeray company had known... uh, Had my email address back... And a fat-ass J of some bubonic <laughs> chronic you know it made me choke it ain't no joke i had to back up off it this is what we call getting down. distracted <laughs> <laughs> but so the tangeray company or snoop dog i don't know somebody has my email address and indeed my text number too cuz that factors into this at times and they could track how much Tanqueray I was drinking second by second. And if I didn't have any for four or five days, say, hey, 
uh, it's it's two for one day. Uh, we can sell you uh, two bottles for the price of one, and or hey, uh, here's a, a smallish bottle. Just thanks for for being with us, and blah blah blah, and uh, and just find ways every single day to contact me and get me to drink more. And probably kind of similar to when I used to be able to walk into bars, many bars, and they would put my first drink on the bar for free when I walked in. They wow, won't, won't come out ahead on this deal. They would think to themselves, "Wow, ooh, I've never had that." Uh, also, uh, from the world of tech, it's Tech Talk, where we talk about tech. Huh? <laughs> that is some I feel great, like I'm at a rave. That is some great Tech Talk music. AI girlfriends are a privacy nightmare. Romantic chatbots collect huge amounts of data, provide vague information on how they use it, use weak password protections, and are not transparent. New research from Mozilla shows. Those are the folks who brought us fire. You have a fake computer girlfriend, whatever. Enjoy your wow. life. Listen to the disdain in his voice, folks. I'm here to show compassion and kindness toward the downtrodden. Jack would just step on him. You shouldn't trust tell any me, answers a chatbot sends you. You yes? tell me. You got two you got two friends. One's a meth addict and one's got an AI girlfriend. Which yeah. which one do you have more respect for? First of all, it's I need better they love friends. Each other. It's simple they love each other, exactly. <laughs> which one do I have more respect right. for? I'd hang Stop out with the meth addict more than the one that has the AI girlfriend. I'm not answering that question. The AI girlfriend guy's probably not gonna steal my golf club. True. An analysis of 11 so-called romance and companion chat bots published Wednesday found a litany of security and privacy concerns with the bots. Collectively, the apps, which have been downloaded more than 100 million times on Android devices alone, gather huge amounts of people's data, use trackers that send information to Google, Facebook, and companies in Russia and China, allow users to use weak passwords and lack transparency about their owner of the AI models. In, in other words, they are exploiting the behazus out of the lonely and pathetic. I actually think this is a decent question. I would like to put it to people. You got two friends, one's a meth addict, one's in love with an AI chat bot. Which one are you more worried about? That's some weird weirdness, man. That's some new weirdness. Maybe it's going to become common. Maybe it's going to be normalized and like, you know, a chunkier friends have relationships with uh, AI bots. All right, color, color it in for me. The the uh, in love with the AI chatbot guy. How into it is he? How down the road is he? He uses the L word. Oh, devastating. <laughs> yeah, I was not prepared for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would have to sit there at dinner as he mentioned being in love with Linda or whatever her name is. Um, wow, I would be a lot more confident in how to approach it with the meth head, the tweaker. Right. The tweaker, again, I would guard my golf clubs um, and my valuables, but I would know what to say to them. You you, you love Jenny, your computer chatbot? Lisa! Lisa! Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. (laughs) Okay, Lisa, then. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have her... uh, her profile implanted in uh, a ten thousand dollar Japanese uh, love doll, um, and and we're gonna move in together. She and I are going to Hawaii this year. Oh, you're you're, you're what now? 
It's getting worse and worse. Yep, give me the tweaker. Anyway, uh, and then finally this. I thought this was uh, interesting from the journal. Beware the top Google search result. It might be wrong. How to spot AI-generated content, bogus featured text snippets, and misleading ads. Oh, wait a second. So is Google using their own new AI that will sometime give me hallucinations? I've never gotten mm-hmm. wrong Google results in the past, I don't think, and not made-up ones. Yeah, this uh, this writer writes, um, uh, wait a second, it, it, uh, reformat, there we go. Have you noticed lately that some of your Google searches have steered you wrong? There's a reason for that. Spammers are using AI tools to create an ocean of content, and Google's algorithms are ranking some of those robot-generated pages ahead of the information you actually need. Well, that's going to ruin their business model, isn't it? It's going to ruin the Internet. This adds an, as if it's not already, you know, Satan's own playground. But if I this search an, for a yeah. bike store near me and it gives me Joe's Bikes on 3rd and Main, where we do this, we fix bikes, we sell that, but it doesn't exist. Yes, that would be a pisser, wouldn't it? Hmm? What if my buddy who's in love with Lisa the chatbot is also a tweaker? He, like, does meth so he can stay up all night talking to her. Then we got a problem. Maybe I can take your imaginary girlfriend to the imaginary bike shop. (laughs) This adds a new layer onto tricks that spoil your searches, including misleading targeted ads. We already deal with that. Low-quality websites uh, built to appear atop the results. Uh, At best, this clickbait is annoying. At worst, it can lead you to scams intended to get your credit card number and other personal information. Here's a, a for instance she, she cooked up. When I wanted to switch the Google account I used for Gmail, I searched how to change default Google account. The top result with the large highlighted text led to an article posted to LinkedIn. The author was Morgan Mitchell, content manager at Adobe. Adobe. Mitchell has bylined 150 articles, all of them written in search-friendly Q&A formats. Lots of those articles include customer service phone numbers, the go-to solution for mo- more complex problems, and for less tax-savvy users. The trouble is, Mitchell doesn't exist. I would have Phone totally, number and, I would have mm-hmm. totally fallen for that. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people would have. And the number in the article didn't belong to Google or Adobe. Likely Mitchell is just some figment of some AI's imagination, and the number is a way to con unsuspecting users. Dang it, that's troubling. Yeah, it is. Holy cats. I would think Google. So you've mm-hmm. almost got to do a Google search of your Google searches. Which of these searches are fake? <laughs> or which of these results are fake, I should say. Go on Yahoo and ask which of these Google searches are fake. Um, I, God, I would think Google would want to get that, because that will ruin their business model. That wouldn't need to happen to me many times, like more than once, uh, where I'd be, okay, well, I can't do that anymore. I'm off to Bing. Let's Bing it, right? This has been Tech Talk. Tech Talk, where we talk about tech. This seems like the music from a, like, early 90s human resources film you had to watch. It does. It really does. What the hell was that? You're frightening What's me. What's going now. on? I'm frightened. This is frightening me. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we're done here. Uh, maybe we'll save this till hour four because I can't handle too much change and fear in one hour. But car insurance rates are rising a lot. Did last year and are expected to again next year. Eesh. That along with homeowners insurance and everything, how's a person supposed to afford to live? That's my question. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A stunning sight in Hakumba, California, Monday afternoon, as a long line of migrants from all around the world scales a steep, rocky mountain and crosses illegally into the United States. This remote area, an hour east of San Diego, now a cartel smuggling hotspot for global clients. Where are you guys from? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan? Yeah, yeah. Kazakhstan? Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. We're all thinking it. Let me be the first to say it. Hakumba Matata. (laughs) Oh, my. Bill Malugin of Fox News there on the border. Not in Texas. What? Since Texas is cutting down on illegal immigration, probably in violation of the courts, um, although they should be allowed to do it, I think. Uh, a, a lot of that flow, the cartels have said, fine, we'll send them to California. It's a little longer, but um, California is not going to do squat about illegals. Well, we've been doing this talk radio show for, what, a quarter century now? And when we first started talking about this, it was the pushback was always, do you want to pay $5 for a tomato? I don't think these people from Kyrgyzstan are coming here to pick tomatoes. No, and that was a phony argument oh, at yeah. the time. But, yeah, yeah, it is... Uh, Gosh, it's striking how long we've been talking about this and how little's been done. Well, it's gotten worse. It's only gotten worse. Well, yeah, you could absolutely argue, putting aside the influence of the cartels at this point, because a lot of the folks flown in from Mexico are not coming in here to work hard to support their families. They're cartel members. But um, putting aside that that model... Um, whoops, my uh, sound sheet just disappeared. That's weird. Okay, it's back. Um uh, 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 what was I trying to say? Uh, people coming in to provide low-priced agricultural work from Mexico 
is flouting the law and it's ridiculous, no way for a country to act. But people coming in from Syria, communist China, etc., that's a completely different beast. And it's it's unthinkable. No country would be that stupid. I can't even picture it. Next clip, Michael. Hundreds of Chinese nationals crossed illegally into Hukumba. And the number of Chinese arriving is exploding. CBP sources tell Fox in the four and a half months since October 1st, more than 20,000 Chinese nationals have been encountered at the southern border. That's up more than 4,000% over all of fiscal year 2021, when only 450 Chinese were encountered. Unbelievable. Then Bill points out that they came across a large group of Syrians walking into the country unfettered. Fox's Griff Jenkins also encountered a group of men from Syria yesterday. Where are you from? Yeah, we don't Syria. have to play Why this. are you coming I to was characterizing it. I don't I even, to save. I don't even know what Go you ahead. can say about any of this. I mean, what's there to say? Oh, let's get to the punchline. 43. Here in California, you're not going to see any razor wire, no shipping containers, no state troopers, no National Guard. California is a sanctuary state. It's not trying to stop any of this. And as earlier this year, it became the first state in the country to start offering uh, taxpayer-funded health insurance to illegal immigrants. Are you aware of that, fellow Californians? We're paying for all that. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.